everyone, it's Alice here. Welcome to episode 17, putting the fun into funeral. In today's intro, I'm going to be doing a little survival intro about building fires. So welcome to burning your restless undead friends, 101 with Amaranth. I'm going to suggest that this is of course only applicable in the world of Glorian and not actual funeral advice, obviously. Please don't bonfire your mates, doesn't really need saying, but I'm going to anyway. So the idea f ideal firewood for crisping up your doubly deceased friends should be dry. You will need a mixture of little twigs for kindling use and larger branches for a longer sustained burn. A platform will need to be erected to lay the zombie friend onto, and this platform should be adequately supported so that your good buddy doesn't just plummet directly into the ground and put out the fire the second the platform begins burning. In the episode, I did say that moss makes smoke. I should have specified that I more meant wet moss. Dried moss can actually be a useful fire starter. When building the pyre, make sure that the kindling is readily available for you to start the fire onto. Otherwise, you're going to be rummaging around in a pile of wood, trying not to touch the corpse of your good pal. I hope that this has provided some knowledge about building pyres in a fantasy setting. So um, without any further delay, please enjoy the episode. This week on Roll Plus Pod, the party finally get around to dealing with the decapitated corpse of their recently re-deceased friend. Some members of the party feel pushed out of the limelight. It's fine, not everything's about me, I understand. Some are worried about being caught by their parents. She's gonna see me, isn't she? Does she get like a plus six maternal bonus? Some aren't happy with the horrors laid out in front of them. I'm sorry <laughs> that your uh, the serial killer isn't like creative enough for you. Some are making plans for devious acts. Actually, Chris, what's the Galarian version of a high-vis jacket? And some are frustrated by those who would tempt the gods themselves. Guys, <laughs> what are you doing? Stop challenging Chris! Can the party finally deal with their burial concerns? Can they uncover more about the history of Harrowstone? Can they survive the diseases and infections they've been exposed to? And can they ever stop taunting fate itself? It's time to find out in this week's Roll Plus Pod. Back again for another week. Everyone happy, excited, fun? I mean, I would just like to know if uh, I need to make a new character. Oh, did, 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 did you not get my text, David? Yeah, Avina's dead. Wow, so you didn't you didn't even do it on you didn't even do it on record. I Well, you know. The respect is palpable. Died <laughs> between episodes. <laughs> it's how I must return to my home planet. <laughs> it's how all the best shows do it. They kill people off screen. But no, no, we have not yet resolved that. You might live, you might not. We shall see how the mood takes me. But one thing we should probably say before we go any further, because it's quite exciting, and I know that someone will rip my head off if I don't do it yet. At the end of last week's episode, I realised, with horror on my part, I'm not doing my job well enough as a GM, because you've all managed to reach level two without any deaths. Yay! I mean, you say that. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it just feels like the final cruel jest. <laughs> But no, yes, you have reached level two. We did a bit of leveling up off air because um, obviously there is so much stuff to read through, especially when you're choosing options for spells and feats and everything else that you have. So we'll just do a little quick, like a little round robin, just quick talk about anything that's spicy or exciting from your level up. Do uh, does anyone want to start? I will. 
since you know it might not apply in <laughs> since Avena is, is not long for this world. <laughs> mm. Okay, so things worth mentioning. My archetype has finally come online. Yeah, um, well, well, semi. the start, the starts of yes. So now I have access to the deadly dealer feat and arcane strike when using deadly dealer to um, basically turn me into Gambit from the X Men. Pretty um, much, actually, yeah. And cards, but obviously, you, you if you use your spell deck, then bad things will happen because they will be destroyed. Yes, and then I lose all my power. Yep. So, uh, got some new spells, and because everybody is always dying, I've got two healing spells. Um, I have celestial healing to uh, give someone regeneration and positive pulse, which is something I could use in day to day life, really, um, which basically. <laughs> throws out a wave of positive energy, which will heal the living. Sorry, Amaranth. Yeah. Um, but will also uh, damage, damage it, like, haunts and the and undead things. Just to, to clarify, it. it doesn't actually heal. Um, oh, yes. This, the, the spell specifically says this, this spell does not heal creatures healed by positive energy. Um, such creatures instead gain a plus two on saving throws against death effects, energy drain, negative energy, and effects directly caused by haunts. But I'm guessing it's still going to fuck me up. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yes, but, I, but it is a cone. So it's it's a it is a it is a easy it's a smaller aiming target target thingy. So it won't. I can very easily make it not hit you. It's fine. Not everything's about me. I understand. <laughs> I need to try and heal everybody. I need to have multiple options for that. Uh, then final, th- well, final things I mentioned skill-wise is I finally got my done some reading and got myself a point in knowledge religion because it's really <laughs> necessary apparently. Um, so done some emergency revision there, and then the last one is inspired by Luna Mode. Um, <laughs> I have taken a point in linguistics, and I can now I have um, refreshed my memory and can now speak halfling. We'll need to uh, come up with the secret language off off recording. I think. <laughs> Yeah, fair. I can. I, I'll do some. We can do some Tom Lang stuff. Uh, one, one that the DM knows would be very useful. <laughs> no, we want uh, to plot away from your ears. Thank you. Yeah, we're here sure to talk about, about you, and you not know. I assumed you did that behind my back, anyway. Yeah, just imagine you two in a corner, just like whispering in like Animal Crossing noises to each other. Yeah, I was thinking Simlish. <laughs> I am here for that. I will learn Simlish via the <laughs> radio station they have. <laughs> so, any, uh, there's quite a lot of stuff there for Avina then. I mean, because yes. you're only level two. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah, this is a uh, big I, level. Yes. Well, it's, you know, it's a spellcaster thing. There's always going to be something to do every level. Yeah, that is true. Uh, who else? I'll go next since I've already been mentioned. Um, so yeah, we're level two now. I've gone up uh, by eight hit points, so I'm very excited about that. I'm a little bit more harder to hurt. Everyone um, is in double figures for hit points. Woo-hoo! <laughs> um, inspired by the fact that Avina is up and down like a freaking yo-yo, uh, I have taken a new cantrip spell called Virtue, which means I can infuse a creature with a tiny surge of life, granting the subject one temporary hit point. Um, and as part of my oracleness, uh, I also have a new first level spell called Unseen Servant, which creates an uh, invisible bro to do what I say, essentially, um, but can only like 
limitedly interact with stuff. Um, I've taken a couple uh, more skills. I've taken a level in heal because I thought like mother like daughter, why not? Um, I've upgraded my perception because I can't see apparently a lot of the time and that was really annoying <laughs> me. And finally, I've upgraded my knowledge local because after so many sessions, like 17 <laughs> sessions of research, I think that about tracks. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I've done. And I'm excited <laughs> to see how many times I get to heal Avina in the next session. On the topic, obviously, because we happen to have done the two spellcasters first. And just to remember as well, your caster level is now level two. So any of your effects that say like once per level or one hour per level or whatever are obviously now double what they were before so your so your spell duration stuff like that will all have gone up as well as the range on some of your spells as well then like your close range would have been 25 feet it's now 30 that progressively gets bigger same as your medium and long range so lots of things happen with spell casting and i Let's think contracts that by how little happens f- for emlyn <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what, what does emlyn have uh emlyn gets a new like gunslinger feature thing where i get <laughs> Uh, nimble and get plus one to my AC when I'm wearing light armor or no armor. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> I can shoot my gun slightly better. I've got a couple more hit points. I, I mean, it is, it, is worth, it is worth pointing out that um, like you are only two points of armor class lower than Amaranth, and Amaranth is wearing scale male armor. Yeah, like... yeah that's fair. <laughs> I'm just, you know, fast. Gotta go fast. <laughs> Uh, but yes, unfortunately, yeah, for the martial class is not a huge amount. One thing probably to point out, your um, base attack bonus has gone up by one, so all of your attacks will be that little bit better, um, um, which is quite useful. And my reflex save is, is, is slightly higher, and it's just a bit a bit ridiculous. Yeah, that is true. You are the nimblest of the nimbles. Yep, very fast. You're going to be catching bullets soon. Oh. <laughs> And last but not least, Amaranth. Um, okay, so virtually nothing to report on. Uh, <laughs> I now know, I now have points in knowledge history because how am I supposed to know about like dead things without acknowledging the past? Um, and I got the power attack feature, which mm. isn't as cool as Cleave, which is what I wanted, <laughs> but here <Yes>. we are. <laughs> Uh, but power attack is really is going to be really useful. So um, yeah, you, the base level you're at now, you get a, you can choose to take a minus one penalty on your attack roll to take a, to gain a plus two bonus on your damage roll, or if you're using a two handed weapon, it's a minus one on the attack roll and a plus three on the damage rolls, um, which will then go up once you hit. I think for you it'll be like level four. That becomes a minus two penalty on the attack for a plus two a plus four on damage or a plus six for two-handed and so on so it does and it opens up a fair number of things like cleave and other um options down the line as well oh yeah it's it's pretty cool but i did kind (laughs) of want to cleave but um yeah so just upgraded skill points and other than that literally nothing has happened for me (laughs) back to you chris I mean, again, the same for you, though. Obviously, your base attack bonus has gone up, so all of your weapon attacks are more likely to hit, um, and so on. So it's not as... It, it is a slight difference with martial classes. There's not quite as many options to choose, I, mean, I suppose. I actually have a base attack bonus now. <laughs> oh, that is... Uh, that's scary. I know. Um, 
so actually, does Luna Moat have the same? Okay, so just to be aware then, for those of you who have just gained a uh, base attack bonus of plus one, so that is Luna Moat and Davina. Um, oh. Now, when you are when you um, take a move action, you can draw or sheath a weapon as part of that move action. It's not separate anymore. Ooh. That's not going to be useful because I don't do that anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, do we well, not remember? Your dad, like, your dad a word. I was going to say, wasn't 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 episode one? You just like killing three guys straight out. <laughs> yes, good point. <laughs> and then I got told off by everyone everywhere, so I haven't done that again. <laughs> true that is true but we uh, remember <laughs> and speaking of remembering perfect segue last week um so i'll do a very quick recap because obviously we just spent a lot of time talking about level up we last week you uh finished dealing with um the ghoul in the crypt um like which is obviously where um avina got the wonderful infection um you uncovered a lot of items um some of which were more um identified than they should have been but we skipped over that uh so you've got loads of, you've got some haunt siphons you've got a, a spirit plan chat you've got some potions some scrolls and some arrows that all do lots of random things um you went to you took all of that back to the Lorimore estate uh avena went to the temple of um Phrasma to get a little bit of help with her um <clears throat> issues <laughs> and they uh father grimborough did put a healing salve upon you that has assisted um you found out about the Mosswater marauder and his f- well tragic history i suppose is the best way of phrasing that um and i believe that was also when you found out f- um no you already knew shot f- um, for that one that's right yes yeah, so you found out about the Mosswater marauder leaving only one of the five prisoners currently unresearched uh you then decided that, that that you were going to kind of settle in the house for a little while because this evening you were planning to deal with Lorimore's body. And that was when we had Avina roll a fortitude saving throw for the ghoul fever. And you rolled a... Do you remember? 16. It was indeed. And that is a success. Yay! So you have one success towards the cure. And, and you are not two. current. Yes, you need two. You are not currently cured. You need to do another full day um, to see what happens there. Mm. Uh, so, yes, it is the evening. Right. And do we, do we, do we, or do we sleep? I mean, uh, we, we do have to burn a body. Yeah. Okay, are we doing that tonight with Avina out? Yeah. I mean, we can't keep putting it off, surely. Okay. Yeah, I think he's probably getting a bit ripe. Yeah. What what time exactly is it, sorry? It is currently about 7pm. 7. Should we wait a couple more hours just to make sure that no one's still wandering around? Yeah. Because we are going to have to, like, drag a corpse through the town, potentially. I mean, surely there's back roads and stuff that could be taken. Yeah, but 7pm is still quite early. Yeah, but if we go later, though. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like, I'm, I've been resting most of the day. I can probably, like, manage a couple of hours if we want to get this done. Just probably be out of it for the next day. Uh, I mean, if you want to come, that's fine. Like, you don't, you don't have to, um, but you don't have to stay either. Just whatever you think that you can handle. Because ghoul fever's not particularly pleasant. <clears throat> I mean, I'm feeling, a, I don't know, feeling a bit better. Maybe it's just, like, 
in my head as something, but not quite as blur. Yeah, I just, um, I just don't want to leave you guys. I just don't want to leave you guys short-handed, like in case I don't know. Who knows what will happen with the way Alex's been going? I would suggest we eat dinner and then go. Yeah, I'm just imagining the face on, uh, face on Paul and his mother, where we just like eat dinner and then immediately dress. I'm just like picturing like dressing in all black and like sneaking around. <laughs> Guys, I don't give me prices as a face. <laughs> that's just be the shiftiest dinner that that's ever been eaten in that house. I think. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which more and more associates with. <laughs> um, that's fair. Okay, actually. so plan of attack then is chill for a couple more hours, like have dinner, chill for a couple of hours. Do we want to? Do we leave at the witching hour? You're gonna have yeah. to remind me what time the witching hour is again. <laughs> <laughs> it's either midnight or three a.m. I can't remember which. I think it's three. <laughs> I want to say three. Um, oh, I think 3am is a bit late. Maybe oh. 12 or yeah. 1. 12? I mean, it's not as if I've done this before, so I'd have no nothing to base off uh, let's, best let's course go. of action. Let's go for 12, because then we'll still have quite a few hours before sunrise. Mm, sorted. Love a good plan, right? Let's go have dinner. Let's see how fast the plan gets derailed. <laughs> <laughs> Probably immediately. <laughs> okay, so you're you're, so you're you're settling down. You're having some food. Is there anything specific you wanted to do in the interim time between eating food and your nighttime excursions? So we'll have what five hours. Yeah. It's seven o'clock now. So yeah. Okay. If, you, if it, it, what I would say because I'm feeling overly generous, um, I will allow two of you to spend four hours researching and to do a single check between you because normally you would take eight hours so two of you working on the same thing i would let you do one check between two of you if you wanted to because i you 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 did attempt to research on the lopper last Mm -hmm. um last week but unfortunately failed so if you wanted to try again i would allow that i mean i'm gonna be resting in bed until the moment we leave so yeah i don't mind taking part in that yay research buddy <laughs> okay, so you two are going to be researching. I'm assuming you're going to be looking into the lopper, unless there's anything else you would like to research. I don't think there's anything uh, that I've got well, let specifically. Me check, let me check my list. No, the lopper's the only thing I've got unresearched on my list, so we'll go with that. I can tell cool. with my learned uh, colleague. <laughs> uh, colleague, uh, one of you has been formally educated in the universities. The other was on the streets of Califas. <laughs> Colleagues, really? It was the University of Hard Knocks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about the other two of you uh, Amaranth and Lunamote what are you getting up to um, I guess I'm just going to be like wandering around the house aimlessly <laughs> for five hours just constantly sharpening your greatsword yeah pretty much um, I'm going to try and um, okay I've got a bit of a convoluted process okay I like it so with us having leveled up and I We'll have been playing with my um, gifts a little bit now, that especially because we've had the little freak out with Eyes of the Ears of the City. Mm-hmm. Sort of just very carefully testing out my ability, seeing what I can doing until I realise I've got my Unseen Servant. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to ask the Unseen Servant to essentially... <laughs> so just to clarify, if I like cast it in an area and then I leave, does it come with me? That is a very good question. I'm if you attempt, if you, 
If you attempt to send it beyond the spell's range measured from your current position. So it has to go with you. Okay. So what I'm going to do... This is going to go horribly wrong. After dinner, I'm going to send my unseen servant into the kitchen where my mother is. And I'm going to cause a distraction with the unseen servant. (laughs) Right. By making it knock a lot of jars off of the shelves so that she has to clean them up and is very, very busy. (laughs) Okay. For a good reason. Uh, what are you doing during the, the while, while it's doing that then? So once I think she's going to be assuredly distracted for at least an hour with all the cleanup and the mess and the broken glass and the spilled condiments and all this, mm-hmm. I'm then going to go to where we've stashed Lorimore's body and mm-hmm. like attempt to sort of tie him into a bundle using some cloths and sheets so that he's easy to transport. But I just wanted her out of the way whilst I do this. <laughs> okay. Um, give me a bluff check. Oh. And I'll give Ow. you a plus two for the servant. Okay. Um, 24. Ooh, okay. Uh, let me just bring up Jeanne's sheet. Oh no. She's going to see me, isn't she? Does she get like a plus six maternal bonus? <laughs> <laughs> She has a plus six of, I'm used to this shit. <laughs> um, okay, as far as you're aware, she has not seen you. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah, so you, you, you sneak out, you um, prepare Lorimer's body. Oh. Since it lasts transport. for an hour as well, I'll, I'll get the Unseen Servant to help me with this. Once he's messed up. It lasts for, t- um, for two hours, doesn't it? Oh yeah, sorry, two hours per level. Yeah, so, so it's one hour per level, so two hours total. Yeah. Um, so yes, you, the, between the two of you, you can easily um, wrap up the body in a more portable and less horrific looking um, parcel. <laughs> feels weirdly inappropriate, but parcel. Package! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for the two of you who are researching, who would like to um, take the lead on the, on the check? Um... Not to not to boil it down to a numbers game too much, but uh, it'll either be knowledge history or knowledge local, just so you know. I mean, I have a, a nifty plus ten on my knowledge history. Oh yeah, you can you can do that because my okay. my history of rolling is not going to be good. So. I will say because there is two of you. Yes, I've done that to half the time. But if you, Rowan, if uh, Emlyn mm-hmm. gives me a um, a knowledge history check, DC ten. Okay. Uh, eighteen. Okay, so you can have a plus one rather than the normal plus two because it's kind of rushed. You'll have a plus two, a plus one on the um, history check for Avina. Okay, and rolling. Okay, that's that would be a uh, natural twenty. Oh, yeah. Okay, so your total then would be a thirty-one. <laughs> that may be that's our highest insane. roll to date. Nice. Um, I'm going to take that as a good omen. <laughs> So, the Lopper. His real name was Vance Sytrassel. How how are we spelling that surname? I do. Uh, S A E T R E double S L E. Double S L E. Oh, not what I guessed at all. So, when the Lopper stalked prey, he would hide in the most unlikely of places, sometimes for days upon end, with only a few supplies to keep him going while he waited for the exact right moment to strike. 
Once his target was alone, the lopper would emerge to savagely behead his victim with a hand axe. Uh, known to have taken any somewhere between 10 and 30 victims, but they're not entirely sure as all of them would be disposed of in various ways. Um, but everyone they found was thoroughly beheaded. Fantastic. Is it wrong that I'm kind of disappointed? What were you hoping for? I mean, it's... It, it just this is this is purely me out of character saying this just to not color people's perceptions of Avina, but um, I don't know. Like everyone else has been quite colorful and exotic and have interesting like... modus operandi, and yeah, he's a bit of a, a basic bitch. Guys, <laughs> what are you doing? Stop challenging, Chris. <laughs> like, was he uh, no, I'm not. Ch- like no, no, no. So suddenly, what happened? Like, I'm not was challenging just Chris because I presume this is from the campaign path, so I'm probably challenging Paizo. Technically, Cam- not to offend Chris's GM. Campaign path? You mean this isn't just an outpouring of my own violent tendencies? Well, I mean, I, I assumed it was some kind of like hybrid of the two. I was going to say, have I, have, I, have I been doing this wrong? <laughs> so yes, yeah, that is what you find on the Lopper. Um, not a huge amount known, but he was a very single-minded individual and had one purpose in life, to take the heads of those he wanted. I wonder what the motives were. Like, did he just see someone and think, damn... That's the head I want to remove. Unclear. There didn't seem to be any, um, no obvious connections between victims. It may have just simply been the people, as he would spend days, like sometimes he'd be like in the crawl space um, inside someone's wall or in like a disused piece of furniture. Like he would literally be hiding in really small, cramped places, watching them, like being in their in their homes for sometimes weeks at advance at a time depending on how he, uh, what you could do supplies wise like sometimes the you the the best you can piece together is that um he chose victims that he had access to that was it's, the that was the decider could he get in it's very urban legendy i'm kind of imagining like at the same time i'm kind of imagining him like crawling into like a sofa like behind like the backing and it's just like the leather stretched over and it obviously it's not gonna be leather but like just a person's body <laughs> No, but it, but it, it does make me feel a little bit of like um, if this had been a more modern setting, then the calls were coming from inside the house type feel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, you know what? I'm gonna actually side with like Rowan and David on this. Out of all of them so far, this is the one that sounds like the most like one that could actually be in <laughs> our day and age, and I dislike it the most for that reason. <laughs> boring. Like, did yeah. he even do anything with the heads, or did he oh, just remove them? Like, serious? Seriously. <laughs> Oh yes, this like, person so, is point. boring. I mean, he just chops off heads. He stalks people, chops off their heads, and then he goes home and has his dinner. Like what? At least the splatter man writes their names in blood. Like yeah, like there's some, there's some and he's got a way worse name. It, you know, like it's it's all about oh, the so- presentation, darling. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry that your uh, this serial killer isn't like creative enough for you. I mean, seen it. Is before? it so wrong to have standards? Guys are really messed up. Like, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Moving swiftly onwards, then. Yeah, but <laughs> So, it four hours later, you finish your research. It's about quarter past half past. Um, well, probably appear at closer to quarter to midnight. Um, what would you like to do? What is your plan? Um, is uh, this is gonna sound weird? But is there like a wheelbarrow? <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> there is a wheelbarrow. 
Mice, I feel like that's probably the best corpse transportation device. Yeah. We can like even put some something on top of it so it doesn't necessarily look like a corpse, but what a group of strangers doing with a wheelbarrow in the middle of the night probably isn't a good look anyway. But Yeah, I don't I think no matter what happens, it's gonna be pretty obvious we're transporting a body bag. Yeah, fair. I mean not okay. if you put stuff over the top of it. Yeah, but what are we gonna be doing? Wheeling a wheelbarrow of potatoes around at one AM. No, no but it's that. it's surely just it's about breaking down uh, outlines and stuff. So as long as it, it as long as it doesn't look too immediately like suspicious on a, on a surface level, then it's probably that's probably better than it being like massive blazing neon light. Look at the strange thing. I, I don't know. <laughs> Terribly sorry. Just doing some midnight landscaping for Miss <laughs> Lorimore. The trick is to look like you belong, <laughs> and then nobody questions it. Actually, Chris, what's the Galarian version of a high-vis jacket? <laughs> I clipboard. Yeah, that'll do it. Um, okay, right, where are you going to find those even first? <laughs> Magic. It'll, it'll work. <laughs> okay, so you're putting Lorimore's body, now wrapped by uh, Lunamo and Unseen Servant, into a wheelbarrow. Um, I think we'll cover it with some, like, sackcloth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... So previously, just to cast your minds back a little, um, Amaranth found a, an area that would be suitable um, for, I believe you were planning on funeral pyre. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is to the north side of town, um, about 15, 20 minutes kind of um, like outside of town and a, a, little, and a little bit away from the, um, from the actual river itself. There was a copse of trees that, Amaranth decided would be appropriate. So how would you like to get there? Sorry, before we do, do we actually have the capabilities to start a fire? Because I don't want to um, get there and there's... <laughs> we can't light the fire. Thinking. Um, I have a flint and steel. Okay. There, steel, we fine. So. there we go. That's enough for me. <laughs> there we are. I also have a flint and steel and a torch. Fantastic. Cool. So how would you like to get there? I mean, walk. Um, yeah, I think that's the only option we've got. <laughs> I mean, my my main question was more: um, the most direct route is through the centre of town. Oh uh, no. no! Okay, let's not do <laughs> that. Uh, right? I think I, is, could... is there like a back roadway that I would know of at all? Not not particularly. Um, just because oh, of the fact that your 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 options are kind of like going make them through town or going across the river and going up past the um, Temple of Phrasma that way. Okay, but I've also like known this town all my life. Surely I'd know like yep. the back routes. There are back routes. How easy that's going to be to get a wheelbarrow down? Because you're talking um, about like climbing over fences. Um... Could we not just carry him? Uh, yeah, I think the bar- the wheelbarrow is going to be slowing <laughs> us down at this point. I know, like... but I didn't think anyone would want to carry like a rotting corpse. Even if it is our friend. Ugh, yeah, you're right. I mean, watching so corpse, the, the head is not... While it, the head is probably, I'm assuming, wrapped in the same position the head would have been. The head is not attached anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I hate to be insensitive, but the only person who's probably strong enough to carry them is the one wielding the great sword. <sighs> yeah, all right, okay. I'll, um... I don't probably know, won't be the I'm worst pretty, thing I'm I would have carried. Spicy. I'm pretty spicy at strength. Yeah, but you're also a halfling, and he's a full-grown adult man. Yeah. (laughs) So it's it's not to diminish your strength, but you're going to have to think of, like, manoeuvrability. 
really tempted just to run off and let you find your own way right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being a dick. He's like, what, double your size? Fine. Okay. <sighs> Fine, I'll, car- like, I'll carry the corpse. I'll sling him over my shoulder. As grim as I is. We'll have to have someone walking behind in case the head falls off. Okay. I'll I take could car- that. I could carry the head. Okay. Okay. Give Luna my overhead. Yep. I don't want to, but I will. So, um, so, 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 so Luna Moe just has the head. Yeah. yeah. In like a bag, I guess. Okay. Um, can we just take them? Like, I don't know how to describe this without without sort of pulling the veil of uh, <laughs> the narrative back. But off map. Yes, basically. Yeah. I um, assume that's what um, what you what, what um, Roxy was saying. We've kind of the back yeah. roads. Just do a most secure route and just kind of go like probably like through like I don't know if there's like fields or whatever there, but like or like if there's yeah. woods, so we're less like standing out in the middle of an open space it's within the direct vicinity of the town it is mostly fi- um f- uh, like fields and farmland um i mean if we stick to like tall hedges and stuff that might at least help break up the uh, sight line a bit so my next question because i have all of the questions uh it's the, the the moon is currently a waxing crescent in case anyone's interested so it's not amazingly bright out and i believe only one person has oh, dark vision, shoot. yeah. Or two That's people have dark vision. I mean, I'll take the lead then. Oh, only one of you has dark vision, yeah. So, how can uh, are you planning? Oh, no, two of you. So, um, Emlyn and Amaranth have dark vision. Oh, do I? Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 sorry, um, sorry, Avina, Avina. Oh, yeah. I was looking, I was looking at too many sheets. Avina, you have low light vision. Emlyn, slightly different. Avina and Amaranth have dark vision. Emlyn and Lunamote just have low light vision. So you can see a little bit clearer, but it is still quite dark out. Uh, we could lead them. Like... Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll take the, I'll take you in the front and lead from the front. As long as we all stay roughly within sight of each other, we should be okay. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll shout out if there's like, oh, watch out for that route there. Watch out for that. So just in case, any, in case any perception checks are needed, that'll be Avina doing those then. Yep, that's fine. Um, and obviously, I'm going to need everyone to roll me some stealth. Oh no! Yeah. Okay, I'm okay at this. <laughs> Are you telling me or the dice? <laughs> Both. Nineteen. Nineteen. The sad thing was, I was debating putting a rank into stealth at the level up. <laughs> yeah, I'm really regretting not doing that as well. Though. I got twelve, and I did put <laughs> skill points. <laughs> Okay, so 19 or 12. Seriously, Rowan. Sorry, what was that? 17. 17. Big five. Zero modifier. And a five. For, Big okay. five. Okay, I'll, I, I will consider those as we move forward. You're welcome, guys. So you had... Um, so this is going to be uh, uh, wonderfully fun and interesting. So Avina is leading the way, but Lunamote knows the back roads. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all we're all going to be in a fairly close. We're not going to be like two spaced out, so we're going to be an earshot. Uh, Enjoy. Just give me a general charisma check, Lunamo. M- me? Yeah. What? Just oh. just to see how well you're able to just like to cool. describe to somebody else how to lead the way because you okay. can't see very clearly. Eight. Okay. I'm holding um, the head. And then perception check, just generally from well, perception or survival, you can choose um, from uh, Avina. Well, since I, I have another juicy rank in perception, I know which one I'm going to pick. <laughs> that is oh maths. Oh no, maths. Uh, 19, uh, eleven plus eight, nineteen. 
Yep. Okay. So what would have taken you probably like 45 minutes going the longer route takes you nearer to an hour and a half. Um, but you don't seem to be, or at least from what you can tell, you don't seem to have attracted any attention as you navigate your way directly out into the kind of the farmland surrounding Ravengrove and kind of skirt kind of circuitously around the um, the village, finding your way between a mixture of Lunamote directing, Avina leading the way, and Amaranth trying to explain roughly where this copse of trees was. Um, between the three of you, <laughs> you and, and, and Emlyn just there for the fun. Um, yeah, just vibing. <laughs> you, you you find your way to whether it's hard to tell in the night uh, in the nightlight whether or not it is the same copse of trees that um, that uh, Amaranth found previously, but you find a copse of trees that seems to be fairly far from town. But you, it, it is just very hard to tell, especially with the route you've gone and with the fact that you don't really know too uh, the entire route you've gone. It's been a bit of guesswork along the way, um, but you have found your way to a seemingly isolated place how thick is the tree line like you said is it is any how much light is going to be visible from the town um i mean one it's hard to tell because you don't know how far you are from the town it's not easy to gauge from where you are um just and with the route you've gone if some if someone was looking they might think that it was a hunter who was camped for the night um anyway so it's hard to tell whether but it there's no way that you would that, that, that some light could be seen technically but you're not sure how much Okay, as long, basically as long as it's not to look like a flare going off or something. What are you um, planning to do to the body? I'm just metaphorically speaking. I must say, flares <laughs> tend to go upwards. <laughs> <laughs> that is an option, I suppose. Um, <clears throat> may I ask a quick point of order, by the way? Yeah. Uh, just because I'm not sure, because of, of, of that horrible position you left me in last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, would I te- Would we have, have... Have we gone through a... Did I? Did we sleep at all? Was there a no. a? no, okay. I wasn't sure if we'd had a rest or not. No, okay. no rest. <laughs> I was you looking... chose once again to be up in the night. That's well, we fair. can't do it in daylight, so <laughs> yeah, we're big smart. Yeah. Um. Okay. And since the previous night was when you went to the crypt, um, oh, and then you were doing research and stuff during the day. Crud. We'll sleep when we get back. If, but I say, if you don't sleep when you get back, you will be hitting exhausted. Okay. Well, fatigued. Okay. Cool. Um, but I'm, I'm generous gonna, and not applied it now. I'm gonna um, find because my because I think I've got the best one of the better vision at the moment. I'm gonna see if I can find like a really small rock on the ground and cast light on it, just so we've got a light source to work off, and it shouldn't be too bright. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That, that's not a problem. So you, you have can't light. control the strength of the light. It doesn't actually specify, you know. It just says nope. it, it's. It also it just goes up in one light level by twenty. It is just light. Yes, That's, but I th- I hope that if it's a small object, that it's going to be less light than if I cast it on like a big thing. Oh, doesn't make many difference in terms of that well, really. Apart from like the different object would theoretically need to be smaller than a person, I suppose. That's right. the only real limitation on it. So you couldn't do like the you couldn't do the Harrowstone Memorial, for example. <laughs> Which obviously would be very visible if you were to do that, but in terms right. of the objects you actually can affect, it doesn't really matter the size of it, how, how well they can be seen. That would You've be cool. Give me a challenge now. That would be fun. <laughs> um, so just to specify though, I am going. So I'm going to leave it on the ground, but I'm going to like kind of pull up a bit of dirt around it, so it's only kind of like shining upwards rather than like omnidirectional. Does that make sense? Kind just of, cool. yeah. 
yeah, just gonna like kind of make a little like dirt nest for it, so it's not shining in all directions. It's just kind of shining up, so it's a little less okay like, spreading. Okay. So, let's. Who's gonna be? Who's who has the best knowledge for building a fire? Depends I what mean, knowledge you need. <laughs> I probably built lots of fires. I mean, I definitely have. So, I guess we should just go out and find like some um, dry wood twigs. We, I we mean, can, you'd need you twigs to get the initial fire going. And then you're okay. gonna need wood to stoke it. Okay. And you said you said dry wood, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Preferably okay. no moss, because if there's any moss on it, it will smoke. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I I think I can do that. Um I'll start scouting around for wood then. Or yep, for, for uh, uh, I'll actually I'll look for kindling specifically. I'll stand guard on the body. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so those of you who are looking for wood can give me perception checks. That's cocked. Uh twenty total for me. 20 total, nice. That's a 13 from me. 13. Um, and that's a calculator from me. <laughs> 27. Uh, 27. Okay, so you managed to find um, enough kind of wood and kindling um, that, you, that, that you think is going to be suitable um, to build this pyre. Um, who is actually going to be taking the lead for setting and building the fire? Is that going to be Amaranth? I think yeah. So. Yeah. Unless okay. anyone has any objections. So I am going I... to ask you to. Mm, yeah. I was going to say, whilst they're all doing that, can I um throw salt on the body, please? Sure. Yeah. I will say that we'll say that you brought some salt with you from the house to salt the body. Thank you. Okay. Um. So Amrath, I'm going to need you to give me a survival check. Um. To see one how because obviously because the, 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 one of the issues that comes with building um the pyre is that obviously one you're in a wooded area. Um. Oh, so you want so you want to build it in a way that therefore tries to restrict like tries to prevent the spread as best you can, but also in a way where um cause obviously I'm assuming you're building a pyre that you're planning to put Lorimer on top of. Yeah. So you obviously also want to do it in a way where if the wood that the structure underneath Lorimore is burning, that it's not going to suddenly collapse to one side and have a rolling body of flame True. rolling away. So I need a survival check from you and anyone who is trained. Um, I will allow one person who is trained in survival or knowledge engineering to assist. Okay, here's guidance. Here's the okay. slight problem. As much as I would love to do a survival check, um, I can't actually access that far down on my character sheet. <laughs> It okay. won't let me, even when I pop it out. That is... I don't understand your computer at all. Anything um, under stealth, I cannot see. Oh, wait one oh. second. Um, if you go to your summary tab, it should be there on the right-hand side. And so it is. Fantastic, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, hang on, does anyone else have bonus in survival to help? That's it. Or knowledge engineering. I'm not trained in survival, but I do, have a, I do have a bonus in it. Okay. okay um, you have to be. Yeah. You, any, anyone who is trained in survival or knowledge engineering may provide assistance. Didn't I get guidance from? You got yeah. guidance as well. Yep. Okay. So that'll be twenty-four in total. Okay. So you see, you put together um, essentially kind of like almost like a, a bit of an A, a trapezoid A-frame style structure um, that you can then kind of lay the body on. You've got four kind of main supports. Um, on each corner that you think are going to take a lot longer to burn through, so therefore the body won't... Well, ho hopefully, if, if the pyre collapses, it'll collapse inwards rather than to one side or the other. Um, and it seems stable enough that um, you can lay the body on it and it will, it, it, it's, it'll be more of a pyre than just a bonfire, so to speak. Um, 
between you and a couple of the others as well you kind of line around the edge with uh, with whatever large stones or like almost like a kind of like a mound of dirt going all the way around to try and prevent um the grass nearby from catching or any of the wood um so you you built what you think was is going to be a suitable pyre okay uh does anyone want to do anything before you set him on fire i mean do we do we say funeral rites again he's already been buried once um, or should we just leave it as it was then and uh i would like to um maybe say something else. that's fine i i've said all i need to say the first time around his the for me the spirits passed on so i'll um i'll keep watch okay i've said all i need to say me as well just me great <laughs> okay um so i guess we set him on fire did you say you were saying you were saying anything i want to say something when we set it once like it's on fire um don't set the body directly there's gonna be a little bit of kindling underneath like some twigs and stuff that's gonna ignite and grow so whoever has a flint and steel yeah i'll go around and just kind of sparking whatever's gonna catch cool okay so you set him on you set the pyre on fire um smoke rising up luckily with the way the trees are kind of surrounding it there's almost um it almost creates like a natural chimney so the smoke rises upwards quite quite efficiently um and it it seems to take quite quick the uh the fire builds up it's very warm very bright and very tragic in some ways um as uh he starts to catch and burn very sort of quietly i turn i just sort of Think of Phrasma for a second, ask for her guidance, and then say, Death to birth, to death. Let this one draw no more breath. Blade may cut and tooth may rend, but this cycle must be at a watch. Very nice. So you stand for a few minutes watching um, the fire take. You do see the, uh, luckily, the, the, the bindings that you'd put around the body stay in place. Um, you don't get an un, un, unexpected flash of decomposing corpse. Um after about 10-15 minutes, it's quite clear this will, the, the fire isn't going to spread at all, but it will probably take another couple of hours to burn out. I want to stay until it's the fire's dead. So, um, I'll stay yeah, as well. I will too. Um, okay. And then, as it dies and sort of sunrise... I, I'm guessing it's going to be sunrise by the time this is done. Uh, well, you're still kind of... It's still winter, so you've got a couple of hours yet until sunrise. Like as in, like once it finishes burning, it's only going to be like maybe half four in the morning. So you've still got about three or four hours till sunrise. Um, just before we go that far ahead, mm-hmm. um, just for my own paranoid nature, I want to kind of step out of the the actual tops of trees. So I'm kind of back in the fields and just basically just sort of scan my eyes around just to make sure that it's gone unnoticed or seemingly gone unnoticed. Sure, give me a perception check. That's cocked. Oh, I need better rolling surface. Uh, that is going to be 12 plus 8, 20. Okay. Um, it's hard to see from this distance. You can, When you look, you can kind of make out what you think are um, like some lights kind of from what you presume is probably the, ta- uh, the center of town, that maybe one of the one of the taverns is still going. It's hard to tell. Um, but you don't see any anything that makes you think that it's likely anyone's seen you or paid any attention no one's seen nothing there's no movement or anything that you can that you can detect okay yeah so it gets to about half four nearly five in the morning the fire is beginning to burn out does it look like there's anything left or is everything thoroughly burned um i mean there is 
there 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 are some there is some kind of residue there is there like them um, there are some um, bones that haven't like particularly the larger ones that haven't completely yeah. burnt like like burnt to ash um so there is i don't know a third of a skeleton i suppose should we put the rest back in his grave do you um, think we'd have to carry it back i was going to suggest we just kind of cover it with dirt and let nature take its course we could carry some of the ashes back to his grave if you'd like but it's starting to come to morning so we don't really want to be walking around with bones okay and i guess i will like collect some ashes into something and yeah to scatter on his grave later so that some of him is there and it's not just a plaque for no reason (laughs) yeah okay um i guess i'll cover the bones with dirt and stuff soil okay so you kind of bury over what's left you collect up a a kind of a, a, a small a, a vial or a bottle or whatever of um of ash fire is completely smothered and it is about five in the morning you've got a couple of hours till sunrise incidentally you are all also now fatigued let's head back to yeah, the that's house fair. <laughs> home yeah sleep. Um, yeah can we can we just do a like a last check just to make sure there's let try to take any and remove any traces that we were here or that anyone was here that we can yeah. Sure. Whoever is trained in um, survival can try to cover tracks. I'll uh, I'll do a survival check. <laughs> I think you're the only one who can. Yeah. Um, sorry, two sex. Guidance. <laughs> okay, you get a plus one from guidance. Yeah. Um, I can't see it on my um. Oh, what's going on? There we go. On your, on your summary tab now. It, yeah, it was, but it's like right at the bottom of my summary tab, so I've got to like pop out and maximize everything to look at it. <laughs> cool. So um, that would be a fourteen with, okay. with the guidance. So you spent some time doing um, doing what you can. You think you've covered the track your, your tracks fairly well. No one's gonna, as far as you know, no one's gonna be able to tell that um, anyone was here. Uh, would you like to head back the way you came, going the long route, or are you planning to head directly through town? Or probably. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want yeah. people to see us? No. That's fair. Okay. So you get back to the house at about 6 a.m. Um, Shit. A little bit dirty, a little bit muddy, a little bit shattered beyond belief. Um, the like the sky just beginning to lighten as if sunrise is a little bit is a, is, a, is coming soon. Um, I yeah. need a shower before I sleep. <laughs> or a bath. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> wash then bed. Yeah. Quick scrub down. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to go face down onto the bed. <laughs> Ew. Wait, who I'm am I sharing with again? Remind me. <laughs> me. Okay. I think we've got that one the I was say, it was definitely one spellcaster and one martial yeah. character. No, I, I think it would be like survivally, you know, not an advantage to be a snorer, so I hope not. <laughs> I wouldn't know. More for snoring. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you you're all just gonna take a rest a rest now, are you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it, you wake up. Uh, you can hit long rest, um, or you can hit the rest button on your sheet. You get your spells back. You get your hit points back. You get your you're no longer fatigued. Um, obviously, those of you who prepare spells, Avina, you can uh, swap anything around. Um, it's a mid afternoon, about half two, c- c- coming towards three o'clock. But when you when, when you when you rouse from your slumber, um, um, what would you like to do with the day? What are your plans? So, what do we? we I mean, eventually we've got to go back to um, Harrowstone. Do we have to? I mean, I yeah, eventually. 
Um, it's, we've, I mean, sorry, go on. I was going to say, we've um, discarded the corpse. We have gone to the crypt. I feel like it's the next thing on our to-do list. It's... It seems obvious that some somebody connected to the Whispering Way is interested in this place, interested enough to remove Lauren Moore from the picture, and... Here's a question. I think it's safe to say that whatever they want to happen, we probably don't want to happen. Here's a question. Do we use the planchette to try and contact Lauren Moore here? Oh, that would be a good idea, actually. I it forgot seems, about the planchette. Seems uh, sensible to me. Yeah. Okay. Avina, you wanted to use it? Yeah. Um, I think I think. Uh, hopefully I'll have, have a knack for it. Okay. Before you do, I just want to help you a bit. So... Uh, I'm going to cast both Virtue and Guidance on you. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, one temporary hit point. Indeed. Sweet. One oh. temporary hit point and a Guidance that you can use. So, to use a spirit planchette, you must rest your fingers lightly upon the planchette surface and then concentrate on the planchette for 2d6 rounds while it attunes itself to the ambient spirits of the area. Um, Lunamo, may we do this in... Laura Moore's office. Sure. But I, I just, I assume if it was a place, if it's a place strongly associated with them, it might increase our odds, maybe. Sure. I just didn't want to be disrespectful. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, so obviously, so to 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 do this, this this works exactly the same way as a seance would in a real world type situation. So you have the planchette, you need a spirit board, and you need however many of you would like to participate in the contacting it's not just it's not just a one person thing you can have as many of you involved as you like yeah let's jump in why not sure <laughs> if memory serves the, the 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 lid of the box was a was the board there is a board in the in the lid of the box yes it's, it, the inside does seem to be functionable um okay so you sit kind Ooh, of... can we lock the door Lorimore's office, so no one can come in whilst we're doing this. You please. can, yes. So, Good thinking Batman. Avina, Lunamo, and Emlyn are. Have, is Amaranth also participating, or are you just in the room and watching? Um, I'll I'll be like in the room and watching with like my hand on my sword. <laughs> okay, that's fair. So you kind of you set down the um so the lid um, of the box, which is uh, detachable. You kind of flip it over, put it on the. A table planchette goes in the middle the three of you sit kind of spaced around Lorimore's desk um curtains drawn some candles lit to try and bring the right atmosphere um you sit in silent concentration for a few moments and then slowly the planchette just starts moving in a kind of a circular fashion in the center of the board just slowly on its own you may ask one question but of course we don't know who's answering you do not. And the answer can the question can only be answered with yes, no, maybe, or by spelling out a single word. God. Um, we should have thought about our question before now. Yeah. <laughs> I also uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, I also need to know who is going to be ask, uh, asking the question. I mean, I'll take the lead on that. Okay. Um I mean, do we just want to go with a simple I mean, there's no reason to say that we can't make Thanks multiple attempts tomorrow. at this. Yeah. So we might so maybe we just confirm like, Lorimore, are you there? But that doesn't mean we'll get Lorimore tomorrow, if we've got him. That is true. I think we just 
ask whatever question we need to ask in and hope we've got the right person. Uh, we can ask whether um, thingy boy mean guy is um, <laughs> thingy boy mean guy. <laughs> I feel yes. like I should write to Paizo and tell them they should stop bothering with naming the characters. It's just easier. So which thingy boy mean guy do you mean? Gibbs? Yeah, maybe. Gibbs? Or do you mean like the whispering tyrant? The ultimate thingy boy mean guy? No, like... not the ultimate thingy boy mean guy. Uh, who was the, the, the guy at the start who was like, you cannot lay this guy here. He's Gibbs. a necromancer. Gibbs, Gibbs right. Gibbs. Yeah, Gibbs. Um... We could ask if Gibbs is connected to one of the um, murderer is is possessed by one of the murderers. I mean, yeah, we did see him. You saw him in your vision doing the graffiti on the memorial. Mm-hmm. Splatterman shit, that is. Does it specify in the item description that mm-hmm. is it? Does it have to be in the spirit's knowledge, or can it be they? Do they have future knowledge, or like? It does not specify that. Um, okay. So you don't know. It depends okay. on who you get answering and how particularly powerful they might be. All right. We shall see. That's my throw-in of a suggestion. Just to be aware, it, it does say in the description, so the spirits in the area are not omniscient. The GM will decide whether or not the spirits will know the answer to a question, and if they do not know the answer, the answer will automatically be maybe. Okay. Okay. There is also a there's also a 40% chance they're going to lie to you anyway. Oh, oh fantastic. <laughs> Wonderful. Ugh. Right. Do we all want to have like a throw-in question and then decide quick, based on those? Quick question. Could we do a sense motive beforehand to see if they're more or less likely to lie to us? No way of knowing. Because oh, you, okay. you're not... You, sense motive is kind of... Um, it's, it's you picking up on like body language and verbal cues to decide whether or not someone... There's no body language or cues for you to pick up on in this particular in- instance what about we tone can... oh no because they're not going to talk to us damn yeah nope. we can't do like uh an energy check you want a vibe, check <laughs> vibe check no i want to sense that there is innately an a malig- like a malevolent spirit in the room so i'm, I'm imagining freaking oracle. The most, sorry i'm imagining you like licking your finger and like holding it up yeah mm. <laughs> mm. vibes are rancid we need to do this another day <laughs> Um, I mean, if we had the detect alignment spell, I suppose. Yeah, if it detect alignment would be a good shout. Um, there's not really, no. No, okay. Okay. I've thrown out my question. Anyone else got any better questions to ask? Um, Whilst just got this boyo here. Um, actually, I, I, um, I do have detect fiendish presence. Currently prepared? Yes. Okay. Um, admittedly, it's because I've had my prepare, um, tab open so i was trying to do them while talking and it was i was going it always takes me longer than it should um um so uh detect fiendish presence specifically will only detect outsiders with the evil subtitle outsider is a type of creature as in extra planar from another plane of existence spirits would count as undead not outsiders uh, well i mean it would warn us if someone was interfering if something like it that would only maybe. only if it was a devil or a demon Mm. Or other fiend. I mean, I'm, creatures. I, I will. Um, if it won't interfere with my um, ability to conduct this asked question, conduct the science, I will keep it. I will like to just have bursts of it running just on the off chance. Oh, uh, no. Uh, uh, I, I would say it, it, uh, detect fiendish present requires concentration. So does the spirit plan chat. You can't concentrate on two things at once. 
any other questions people maybe think? Um, can... Sorry, go on. I'm not certain. I think it, 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 lots of it comes down to just the question of how it's worded. Because you don't, mm-hmm. you want to try and cut down as many potential, not to lawyer it too much, but you want to cut down as many potential loopholes for them to be imprecise with an answer. Yeah. I mean, we can so, do this again tomorrow if, like, I'm just... Yeah. See, I was thinking we might need to be, like, vaguer for the initial question. Like, instead of asking if Gibbs is possessed, we should ask if he has any connections. Oh, I actually, I do have a question. Just, it's just occurred to me that I'll throw into the mix. Have any... Because assuming that, like, I don't know exactly what the spirit world is like, but assuming that there's sort of there must be interaction between spirits and some of some kind, if rather evil spirits or powerful spirits have been released recently, say like the Splatter Man, I imagine like the local spirits probably would have noticed that. Yeah. So have so maybe any... we should ask. Maybe we should ask. Have any um, has one of powerful spirits with evil intentions been... been released into the area recently, Fair. or something like that? So that's an- another option. We could also ask if. Any members of the Whispering Way are currently in town. Oh, I like that one. I vote that one. Yes, that's also a good one. Yeah, that is pretty good. Should we go for that one? Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a good place to start. Do we want to narrow it down to like a time frame instead of currently? So like in the last week? My worry is think, it's Laura Moore and he's I been dead for a month. Is, might not know. Uh, mm. I think currently is a better question at the moment because we need to okay. stay, could be, obvious, they have an interest in the in the jail so it's, it would make sense they have someone on site what what okay. if we just don't say currently we just say are there any members of the whispering way in raven grow yeah 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 i mean i know we're pretty sure but it would help know if this creature is like telling the truth or no and um, whether what killed laura moore is mm. a whispering way let's go for that yeah. one yep okay so, so first who is asking the question me and exactly how are you asking it are there any members of the whispering way in Ravengrow. First thing that I need mm-hmm. is a will save. Oh, oh, oh right, yeah. Now. I forgot about the possession oh. side. From all of us? <laughs> just just from the person asking the question. Uh, so that would be... Remind me, that's that's d20 plus my will modifier? Yeah, whatever Yeah, whatever it says for your will save, yeah. That is 15. Okay. So you, you all concentrate for a few minutes. The planchette starts moving. I'm, we're going to assume you've had the discussion before you started and that we're retconning a little bit. But yeah, yeah. So the, the planchette starts moving just very slowly, circling the center of the board. And Avina, eyes closed, the words issue forth, are there any members of the Whispering Way in Ravengrove? The planchette slides dramatically to the center of the board and then, sh- and then very, very slowly inches its way to the word yes. And that is where we're going to leave it. Oh, God. I, I genuinely thought you were going to do a cliffhanger before the response. No, no. Oh. I'm going to do I'm doing it right here, this right now. This is You found out bad things. Uh. I thought it was going to reveal that, in fact, Avina is part of the Whispering Way. <laughs> this whole time. Wow, the, the artifact is so powerful it retcons my own backstory. <laughs> <laughs> Our intro music is The Descent by Kevin MacLeod. Our outro music is Unpromised by Kevin MacLeod. Find more of his music by visiting incompetech.filmmusic.io. The other music in this episode was provided by Sirenscape, providers of epic sound effects, ambience, and background music for tabletop RPGs. Visit sirenscape.com for more information. 
The Pathfinder role-playing game and the Carrion Crown Adventure Path are owned by Paizo Inc. and are used under Paizo's community use policy. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo and the Pathfinder role-playing game, visit paizo.com. 